Hello everybody and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 260 with a review of Escape from Tomorrow. I'm Christopher Schnazy. I'm Garza Patrick. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, Carson Patrick and I are going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Uh, this week, Stephen Miller is joining us to discuss the film uh, Escape from Tomorrow, which is out in super limited release right now, I guess, and also Video on Demand, which is where the three of us all watched it, correct? Yes. Correct. Cool. So, how you guys doing tonight? Good. <laughs> but why is it always night when we... I, it's I always know. night time. <laughs> I just say it. It doesn't matter. Well, he, you're I'm, you're always on nighttime setting. Well, I'm always on nighttime because I usually edit at night. So it, it's okay. when I'm listening to <laughs> the sound and I'm cutting this episode up, fixing any mistakes. Uh, it's I don't know. I just it would just, <laughs> be, it would just be really awkward for you to hear yourself saying. I guess How it's are you good doing this morning because th- that's the only person we know for sure is listening to this. So it's, it's good <laughs> that you <laughs> is me well, that you tailor it that you tailor it to them. Yeah, yeah, very, very nice, Stephen. No, but I mean, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I mean, this, this is this is review two sixty officially numbered review two two sixty. But we used to do all the other episodes and then bonus reviews. So like, I've said a, that intro or a similar intro or a welcoming to the podcast, like probably like five hundred yeah, times, uh, just a million times. We'll just call it a million. <laughs> we'll round it up to a million. Yep. And. It's, it's the same thing when, like, I ask everybody how they're doing, and then everybody says, fine, they say, how are you doing? And I say, not too bad. Like, it, it, I'm just, it's, it's, I'm regurgitating uh, yes. repeated things all the time. I don't know. It's, 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 it's cold up here, too. Yeah, well, I'm, <laughs> to break the form a little bit, I'm actually not doing too good. I got it. <laughs> oh, a, uh, snap. Yeah, there's a bad case of uh, cat flu going on up here. <laughs> 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 I so, heard it's you know, really that's the worst. Yeah, if you if you hear any hairballs, then just ignore it. Yeah. In all fairness, you do practice getting spat upon by underage girls, so <laughs> Yeah, no, I do that all the time. So really it's your own fault. No, it comes with the territory. I knew when I signed yes. up for this job that, you know, that's what was gonna happen. I mean that's what happens when you drink uh supercalifragilish or whatever the <laughs> your Mary Poppins you know what? Tom Hanks gave me a uh, Mary Poppins potion one time, and uh, then I then I turned into a cat. <laughs> it was pretty good. Uh, and then he was like, "Saving Private Ryan, more like saving Mr. Banks." You piece of crap. <laughs> like, oh, Mr. Disney, you're so anti-Semitic. <laughs> that probably won't be in the movie. <laughs> probably not. I will be uh, if you hear me go quiet throughout this episode. I'll probably be have I'll be a sniped by Disney uh, Corporation, Disney snipers. Well, yeah. I think I think the the sheer fact that we're actually able to watch this film means yeah, that, that exactly. you are you are a low priority target on uh, uh, yeah this scale of anti Disney people. That's true. Yeah. I'm not anti Disney though because I went there yesterday and enjoyed myself. Uh, well, I mean, maybe you are anti-Disney because you somehow got tricked into going there. <laughs> uh, maybe. I, I don't know if that was the filmmaker's intentions to uh, go to Disneyland right after watching this movie. I, I think you had <laughs> planned the Disneyland trip before you watched the movie. <laughs> be, be, be honest. <laughs> no, I, how soon after watching the movie did you go to Disneyland? Well, I, I watched the movie on Friday night and then went uh, yesterday, which was Saturday. So, but I did like a couple weeks ago. I was like, 
we were thinking about going to Disneyland, and I was like, yeah, we should go on the weekend of the 11th, because that's when Escape from Tomorrow comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it'd be good uh, preparation, obviously. Well, maybe for people who are listening to this but have no idea what Escape from Tomorrow is, um, you may have seen this big, bright yellow poster of a giant Mickey hand with like blood on it with a big Disney-looking writing that says Escape from Tomorrow. Yeah, and it's which is awesome. Huh? I said, which is awesome. Yeah, which is an awesome poster. Uh, basically, it's a film that takes place on Disney property without the yes. permission of Disney and not with a good light shown on Disney. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's sort of a big deal for the gorilla style it was made in and all that kind of good junk. So, um, yeah, people were wondering if it was ever going to get released after they premiered it in Sundance this year. And they're just like, I, I don't know. <laughs> does anybody know about the reason why Disney couldn't stop it from getting released? Uh, I read that they just decided to fight it with general indifference. Huh. They said that they weren't even going to give it the publicity or anything. Because mm-hmm. obviously if they uh, took action, it would give the movie a lot of uh, you know, free publicity. True, true. So yeah. I think they just decided, well, like it's like outside of like cinephiles and people who follow movies, it's not very well known. Like It's probably not known at all. Yeah. And uh, if we just decide not to do anything, then it'll basically just be like a a kind of cult thing where it's like, have you seen that? And it won't it won't garner like a wide audience and have massive people coming to like check it out to be like, whoa, like I gotta see that Disney movie. Yeah. Yeah. I I also think. Uh, I I mean it's kind of like uh, the Book of Mormon and how the Mormon Church handled it. Like when oh, something yeah. is when something is out there and you're expecting them to get upset, then like the only good PR move you can do is to be indifferent or supportive of it. Like yeah, yeah. and they like, were like they if, were supportive of it. Yeah, I mean if if Disney had been like, this is terrible, we're gonna shut you down. That would not have looked good for them at all, right? It would right. look like they were trying to hide something or cover something up. <laughs> yeah, it was. It wouldn't be like uh, how SeaWorld just like completely denied everything from blackfish the documentary they're like no 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 it's like dude but you're giving this movie like all the heat it wants you know well well also with i mean specifically with blackfish that's a documentary it's not this clearly well, obvious, fantastical yes. film which no, no ha- definitely, has no yeah. bearing on the real life world of disney that's true yeah but i think uh yeah there definitely would have been some fingers pointed at disney yeah to be like, oh yeah, you're bad or whatever, you know, trying to shut this down. Yeah, like if if this was like an actual documentary in which Doom characters at Disney were like abducting children or something like that, <laughs> like that that would be a wholly different story, and I'm sure Disney would be trying to shut it down oh, because yeah. they don't yeah. want people to have that image of them. But they would not have that see the light of day. I think anybody who sees this movie and starts to think that any of this stuff is taking place at at a Disney park is. I'm and that's probably in the other reason why they decided, like, we're not going to do anything, because it is. It's, like, complete fantasy. Yeah. yeah. Or but is it, it? Or is it? <laughs> it? It does It does take their proprietary imagery and turn it into something horrifying, though. Yeah. Um, True. So you can kind of see why they wouldn't like it, but it's not, like, the target Disney World audience yeah, is going to be It's not damaging. This. I don't yeah. think it's completely damaging. Like, I, I mean... Even if, like, a wide amount of people saw this movie, I don't think they would be like, well, I'm not going to Disneyland or Disney World anymore. 
I, I yeah. still think they would, you know. Yeah. Well, j- just real fast before we get into the review, um, I mean, obviously, uh, the fact that Carson went to Disneyland on Saturday it will give away part of his answer. But let's just go around real fast, and uh, we'll start with Steven, and just tell us what your thoughts on the Disney company is in general, like Disneyland and stuff like that. Mm. Okay, so for the company, I'm, I mean, you know, I have the same nostalgia for their old cartoons and everything that most people probably have. Yeah. Um, you know, grew up on them, loved them, especially when they worked with Pixar. Disneyland, I have always found it to be extremely boring and kind <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> and kind of, what, what's the right word for it? it? Like a synthetic fun environment, which makes it not very fun for me at all. Like yeah. the pressure to have fun all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I definitely was not a big fan. I think I went I, I went to Disneyland when I was like five, and I was afraid of Mickey Mouse. It's on a home video somewhere. Um, <laughs> and then I went again in high school when I had a girlfriend who wanted to go there. Uh, and so you know you do whatever she wants. <laughs> but, of course, naturally. <laughs> but I, I definitely don't. I don't have any memories of it being fun. It's kind of like a a big corporate place, you know, capitalizing off of little kids having fun and parents being willing to fork out tons of money to bring them there. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean I don't I don't have any hugely adverse reactions to Disney as a company. Like I, I know they have kind of a bad rap, but I do think it's a little too like saccharine for me. Cool. And then uh Carson? Oh, well, I mean, obviously, I enjoy going to Disneyland because <laughs> I went there yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And I also went there earlier this year on my birthday. So, and my, my girlfriend really likes going to Disneyland. I mean, I like going at, like, Halloween time because it's cool. You get to see, like, the um, the Haunted Mansions all decked out in Nightmare Before Christmas stuff, which is cool. But, like, I don't know. Like, there's there's something, like it's something like kind of like yeah there is that like element of oh it's like so like like super sweet sugary sweet but like then i don't know a part of me is uh the nostalgia strings are pulled and something about you know my childhood is like reawakened and it's like there's there's a sense of fun where you're like yeah like i i don't know like i feel like a kid again and um I don't know, I I used to go to Disney World a lot too because my my grandparents live in Florida, so I there I actually like when I was home last time my mom showed me a picture of like me with like Mickey Mouse I'm like four or five or something and it looks like a it looks like a promo photo for Disney like I don't know why they just didn't like put that in their annual like catalog or something yeah like it's it's really uh but yeah like uh. I've been to a lot of their stuff. I mean, I I really have no problem with it. So, cool. But I'm sure, like any corporation, there's some shady things going on behind closed doors. But you know, I don't know about it. So yeah, for, for me, like Stephen, I have huge nostalgia for the old cartoons and you know the musical aspect of it and like you know singing along to the songs and stuff on road trips and junk like that and watching all these cartoons as a kid over the years like outside of their work with pixar like there's not a whole lot of stuff i have a huge fond memory of in the last couple years uh but as as far as just being a movie company you know it's cool fine whatever 
Uh, as far as the park goes, not I have never really been a huge fan of Disneyland, just because, like Steven said, it's not that super fun to me. Uh, in high school, our grad night was at Disneyland, and you would think that you know having an all night, you know awesome Disneyland trip would be great you know you arrive at night and you stay up all night riding everything and then you know you get to leave in the morning uh we rode a few rides and then want, went and camped out like homeless people on the streets of Main Street uh or on the curbs of Main, Main Street waiting for the park to reopen so we could leave uh so that gives you an idea of how much fun uh I, <laughs> yeah, I think no, grad, grad night was hellish mine was at Disneyland too yeah, yeah, yeah. so was mine just it, to me that was like not fun I'm more of a uh a Magic Mountain type of person. Like, I like rides that are in and of themselves thrilling, not just rides that have some sort of nostalgic link to some property within Disney that I may or may not care about. Uh, really, the be- for me, the best part, like, I would love to be so rich that I could rent out Disneyland for a day and do, like, laser tag or paintball on, like, Tom Sawyer's <laughs> Island. Like, that. that's the type of thing that... Uh, that, that's the type of thing that I would enjoy. Like, going, crawling through all the caves and stuff. Like, that kind of stuff is fun. Uh, just walking around the park and seeing stuff that's annoying and crowds and people. And, uh, it's just not my idea of fun. I, yeah, like, when they, when it's really crowded, it's uh, no bueno. It was really crowded yesterday. Yeah. And, you know, you, when, when you get people who are, like, in mass crowds who just stop right in the middle to, like, look at their phone or take, like, a selfie, it's like, really? Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty annoying. So yeah. I've, I've been to uh, Disney World one time, and that I liked a lot more than Disneyland. Part of it was this, like, academic mind version of, like, watching the transposition of, of like, this is Disneyland. Here's their version of Disneyland, and, like, the, the distances that changed and what was added and what was removed and their version of one ride versus our version of one ride. And it was, like, it was an interesting experience. Um, but most of my fond memories of going to Disney World were uh, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror before we had one here, and then also um, uh, Downtown Disney, which before we had one here also. Uh, just the the Disney Quest was is that the five story arcade? Is it called D- Disney Quest? Oh, uh, I don't know. Like, it's like no their idea. their it's like their version of Dave and Buster's, where you you know you buy the card with all the credits and you go in the arcade and play everything. And before, uh, you know, before when I went, it was it was like 1999, so it was right before the big 2000. So every night was like this crazy New Year's party and stuff. I don't know if they did that even after 2000, but it was always like this countdown to 2000 New Year's Eve party, like every single night. So it was like experiencing all that stuff was pretty cool, but um, it wasn't necessarily something where I'm like, like if I ever go back to Florida, I'll probably go to Universal Studios instead of to uh, to Disney World just because I've been to Disney World already. Um, but uh, yeah, the only part of Disney that I really dislike is the television side of Disney because I hate their like uh, ne- nepotistic, <laughs> self-flatulating, uh, or not flatulating, self-flatulating yeah, self, self, uh, aspect of their company where it's like, we will create this this show centered around a pop star who we will then sell the music for, and then once we cancel the show, they will continue to tour as some Disney propagating entity. And it's just they bug me as a company. Like they put out terrible programming that sucker kids into it, and they grow up liking all this junk, and it's just really annoying. So that's that's my take. Uh, well, especially now, like anything on the Disney Channel is like really bad. Like I. I remember I was flipping through the channels and there's now like a show where like 
it's called like dog with a blog or something and it was like a talking <laughs> dog I was like what the hell like this is terrible like at least back in like the the 90s they had like even stevens which was pretty funny but you know they they had like somewhat quality shows now it's like all these like young tween stars they all look the same and they all can't act like none of them none of them are going to go on to be like shia labeouf or yeah uh even like zach efron like none of them are going to be like that like uh yeah they just all look the same to me it's cookie cutter rinse repeat brainwash children type stuff and not not too fun to watch happening yeah, yeah. but anyways we are here to talk about this little film called Escape from Tomorrow. So what do you say we take a listen to the trailer and then jump in and let everybody know what we thought about this film? People come here because they want to feel safe. Bad things happen everywhere. Especially here. I can't be happy all the time. Something's wrong with Elliot. There's something going on here. It's this place! You're inside my head! You've got quite an imagination! Just like old WG himself. Daddy, let's go home. All right, so that was the trailer for Escape from Tomorrow. Uh, this film is a story of a guy who is visiting, you know, Disneyland Park with his family, and uh, a bunch of stuff goes horribly wrong. I, that's, <laughs> that's all I'll say. Uh, so, Carson, why don't you start us off and let us know what you thought about this film? Um, well, I'm sure you already, I'm sure you would guess that uh, my opinion of this film <laughs> before uh, I say anything, but yeah. Uh, I, uh, I mean, I really enjoyed watching it. Like, I, I was excited to watch it when I first heard about, like, some guy went to uh, Disneyland and Disney World and shot a movie guerrilla style. Like, that immediately is like, okay, I'm in. Like, yeah. I don't care what it's about. Uh, I will watch it. And the fact that it's, like, this sort of hallucinogenic, uh, just ridiculous movie uh, makes it uh, another plus. And, um, yeah, like, I mean, this is, uh, even if you don't like the movie, like, if you just think, like, that was really weird, uh, like, I, I don't know how, I mean, like, you can't not appreciate the fact that, like, what this guy pulled off was pretty amazing. Like, some of the stuff in this movie is just pretty mind-blowing, where you're like, I don't know how they got the footage that they got obviously there was a little like uh trickery going on with uh, a couple of scenes to uh, blend things together but for the most part like you know when they're standing in line for like the buzz lightyear ride and i mean it's very clearly like uh you know they're very like very much a lot of people around and it's it's i don't know like it's just like how they you know all came together and pulled it off because obviously they you know wasn't like a normal shoot they were they were probably just doing this you know with a very uh, you know looking over their shoulder every other minute but uh yeah yeah like it it really is uh 
interesting to watch. Like even when uh, even when there's really nothing happening, like there's this there's such a sense of dread. Like it's almost like their their fear of getting caught filming this movie like made its way into the film, you know. And but it's yeah. like it works because the guy, the main character, is obviously going through a lot of dread and just like you know he's seeing things too but it's just like <laughs> there's a there's a sense of like and 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 coupled with the fact that it's shot in black and white there's just this sense of like s- such doom like you're just like i something terrible could happen at any moment and uh you know the fact that it's all kind of set against this backdrop of very like happy sugary things makes it like even scarier yeah um I thought, like, I mean, for shooting, obviously they shot digitally because they were doing it on the fly. But, I mean, for a movie done this way, like, it looks really good. Like, it doesn't look shitty. Like, I, I think, like, the the black and white looks actually very rich and and, and it, it looks like an old-timey movie in some places. Like, I got this, like, old-timey feel, especially when they were, like, doing, like, the match uh, – like the when they were matching scenes with like backgrounds and they were obviously in front of green screens yeah but there was something like weird like old-timey about it and like it just kind of uh also like supported like the fakery of it all like this might be just a big you know uh hallucination or something and um and oddly, even though this movie is about, like, you know, really dark uh, subject matter, oddly, like, it captures that sort of um, dark whimsy of, like, classic Disney movies, like, that you got in Sleeping Beauty and, like, The Black Cauldron and Cinderella, like, like the the kind of evilness that are, and the darkness in those movies is is the same in here like and and it does it more so than disney movies now do like i think that this movie kind of taps into that like fear that you had like if you were a kid and you were watching like an old disney movie and you got scared by like certain moments and or characters you know i mean it's like when you see uh kids at disneyland now and they get scared like when you go like through like whatever ride and they have like the villain character show up and they like you know you'll he- hear kids like saying like ah, i don't want to see that you know like there's a sense of that in this movie and it's weird how like certain plot points it goes like it almost follows like a disney movie in some ways you know like a disney princess movie yeah it's strange but i think it works and it works better than a lot of disney movies nowadays have done um which is kind of ironic but um it's pretty awesome uh i just had a great time watching it the whole time like i i think uh it's it's a it's a great example of independent filmmaking and uh it's a great example of using current technology to its advantage um i think there's a lot of cool stuff utilized in this and it doesn't look cheap or anything and um it's also uh I mean, it's also something that can never be done again because, like, the guy did it. Like, I mean, if someone tries to emulate it or do another movie that's like guerrilla style Disneyland, it's like, it you, you don't even bother because it's already been done. Because, 
Like it, it's almost crazy that like it took someone this long to make a movie like this. You know, like it, it it's weird how like you see this movie and you're like, oh man, like I'm surprised someone didn't think of that sooner, or like why didn't I think of that? It's kind of like uh, this documentary that came out earlier this year called The Act of Killing, where it was like a guy made a documentary about all these uh, Indonesian like dictators and like the genocide they performed. And then he gets like the real guys to recreate all the killings that they did in like movie sets and stuff to their like their favorite movies. They'll recreate scenes and like film them in like some of the same locations. And you're like, like, whoa, like I'm surprised no one thought of that before. Like it's something it's like an idea like that where you're just like it's just so crazy and like that you never even crossed your mind where you're just like i'm like whoever thought of that is a genius because now no one can ever do that again <laughs> so yes yeah, so my long-winded answer to that or response to that right, well, but anyway obviously carson is a big fan of this film steven do you share his uh happiness for it or do you have a more darker view on it <laughs> uh partly okay so I completely agree that I think the story behind this movie is just awesome. Like the fact that the fact that people did film it in this guerrilla style, you know, sneaking in cameras and reading scripts and giving directions via iPhone. I think that's what I read. Um, that is a very cool thing. And watching this movie, I, I was really impressed by that because like Carson said, it, it looks beautiful it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a like shaky cam home video or something um it has a really nice cinematic quality to it and i like like i think that was a really cool effect like the mo the monochrome i thought that was beautiful like carson said like really nice shots especially when they film you know in line or inside a ride and i, I don't know how much of those shots were affected versus actual shots of a ride um, but it looked pretty striking visually, uh, and I thought that was cool. And, and every time I watched it, you know, I'm completely rooting for them because of this amazing story of how they made it. Yeah. Um, I I also thought the idea behind it was a really cool one. Like like even regardless of how they filmed it, like taking a place like Disney World that's supposed to be happy, and turning it kind of darker and darker. Um maybe that's kind of informed by how I how I have already felt about things like Disney World or Disneyland where it's like there's a pressure to be having fun all the time and I can imagine when you have you know two little kids running around and yelling it it only gets worse <laughs> <laughs> you know like if you're you're the dad who this is your one break from work uh, or well you know in this case <laughs> more things were going <laughs> But, you know, you're on vacation, you you want to have a good good time in the adult relaxing kind of way. Yeah. And then instead you're stuck in this place where there's like a, a sensory overload and kids running around and people in costumes and repetitive music. And, uh, and I thought turning that dark was a very cool idea. Uh, definitely. I did feel like it might have not been enough on its own to sustain a feature-length film. Uh, li like, there was a very cool concept there, and I completely bought it. 
but there were definitely times when it felt it felt like it was dragging out or like it didn't it had a point of view and it didn't need to elaborate on it throughout the movie yeah um like like, like the big idea was just this is a this is supposed to be a happy place but look at this dark underside and it's going to get weirder and weirder and weirder but going through that you know and watching him go from ride to ride and you know follow these girls over and over again and keep going from ride to ride and x happens and y happens it it felt like it meandered a little bit to me uh, like like it didn't it di- it didn't completely know what what story it was trying to tell after it had set up the premise um and and i know part of that like people have compared it to david lynch movies and i think like that's pretty uh pretty fair uh, yeah you know given given all of the imagery like it it yeah. really was much more of like a a painting you know like a like an idea that he they made in really broad strokes and had like striking kind of disturbing imagery put in but it didn't have much of an arc to me uh like a narrative arc and not that it was supposed to really but but to me it felt like it felt like a really really cool short film that was stretched into feature length um and so that made it start to feel a little bit redundant for me um and then also when they did throw in the more absurd parts like it gets progressively more surreal as it goes on i thought it was really cool like a cool twist but it was a little bit like too little too late like so much of the movie was just walking around with uh, only a few weird things happening over and over again i i don't know like like i really enjoyed it when i was watching it but i i didn't feel like it was a complete movie so much as like a really a cool story and a cool exercise in filmmaking that could have used more editing and maybe a little bit more planning what do you think, Chris? <laughs> um, well, I think that you sound a little too stepping on eggshells as you have were, were like going through that little bit. You just sound like I kind of feel this way, and I don't hundred percent know how much I dislike those aspects. For me, um, I don't have any reservations in saying that very little of this film worked for me. Um, I like. On, on, from the visual standpoint of what you guys are saying, completely agree. Uh, it's amazing how just doing it in this high contrast black and white makes these rides as is, even before the weird stuff gets added, the rides themselves are scary as hell. Like, <laughs> if, if I had glasses that gave me that filter and I was a child and I was old enough to not be scared of the rides, I would just shit myself and, like, <laughs> try to run away because... The rides, as is, are frightening. And when you're sitting in this, like, really creepy, it's a small world with, like, creepy things being, like, overlaid on top of everything just in a way that makes it even more frightening, uh, uh, that's just awesome imagery, and it was well presented. Uh, but this is a film that, in in a way, I, and I, I know that the two of you disagree with this, but I feel like the backstory of the film and how it got made um, hurts the film for me and I think I I just I, I feel it was it for me it seemed like a complete gimmick like I 
the the context of the footage that is real, like footage that they they're filming on stuff, uh, I I was not impressed at all by because the anything that's really crazy is shot on blue screen or green screen or at this pool set that they created or whatever it was. Like the 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 stuff that's really weird that people around them would notice and would like either step in or be looking at or would draw attention to them is done not in the real location and everything else is just the mundane the walking around the delivering lines even like i listened to like i think it was like three different podcasts before this film um some with the film creators one with the star and then some other people just talking about the film having seen it at one of the film festivals and they uh they were all talking about it in different ways and like hearing how much went into it and all this stuff like none of that for me plays out in the context of the film because it doesn't seem like like it doesn't seem like they were super like that super grill like the things that they're doing were not really all that impressive to me from the standpoint of getting away with anything like like everything super crazy either takes place on a set or in front of blue screen as I said and it's just it didn't work for me and then going further than that the the way disney is incorporated they're using disney iconography but i don't feel like disneyland world Dis- walt disney besides having the names referenced it doesn't feel like a real character like the things that are happening is yeah people are referencing disney princesses and you're seeing them the kid is constantly saying like i want to ride this Lightyear and and all this stuff and there's this balloon that is a disney mickey mouse head balloon that is being carried around and like you know you're looking at the big epcot ball and all this stuff but from a character standpoint it doesn't feel like anything is being said directly about disney itself and there's not really this um like the Disney power entity doesn't feel so much a character as they happen to be the place we're at. Like almost like you could replace Disneyland world with a made up theme park and it, this film doesn't change at all. Like there's no real, um, there's nothing in the story that makes this necessary to be Disney or like if this was a high budget, um, film everyone in the film were extras it wasn't done gorilla um disney was fully on board with making it and the script stayed exactly the same nobody would like this movie is the way i feel like it it just it it feels sort of misguided it's just like we're gonna throw a bunch of creepy imagery that doesn't really pay off at all like i don't i don't feel like the the things in the story that i sort of like was like oh this is getting interesting feel completely abandoned by the end of the film and i'm not really sure the journey that the main character is going on other than being creeped out like if if we were watching a film set at magic mountain where every time somebody rode a roller coaster somebody on that roller coaster disappeared th- that is like equivalent to the story like there's there's nothing in it to me besides weird stuff happening in this happy place and that stuff that's happening is not happy um does that do I sound like I'm crazy to either of you, or do you see where, where I'm coming from? I, well, I think most of the the crazy stuff, like you said, that was happening on like green screens or blue screens or whatever. I don't. I think a lot of like the the creepy imagery stuff didn't happen. Like they were on rides and stuff. Like when he's on It's a Small World, there, you know, and he's freaking out in there. Like I, I think. No, no, but obviously, I, I'm I'm not I'm not talking about the imagery itself. I'm talking about scenes where like 
the the two like French girls are dancing around and it's clearly a green screen with green screen shadows and there's like a background plate of people walking around the park but the dancing that they're doing is not happening in real life it, it's on a set or like the the daughter playing with that little boy running around uh and like when, when he's talking to the woman on the bench and she's like oh that one's mine and he's like oh that one's mine like yeah. that's not happening in a real location or when the, no, the boy but, uh, gets sick not... on the teacups like he didn't puke in a trash can in front of people. There's this weird slow-mo shot that's clearly green screen again, and he runs over, and the boy throws up in the trash Like, There's so many parts of this film that don't play- take place in the park that like it's hard for me to praise them for shooting, standing in line in the monorail or uh, standing in line for this ride or standing in line for that ride. Or, like, yeah, but they were actually in like most of those rides, though. No, I, I get yeah. that, but... And even the, the green screen, right? I mean... From my understanding, the background was being framed and filmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that was like real footage from the park. That yeah. is. So but, to but, me, so to me, it wasn't about being daring in the sense that the actors were doing crazy things as much yeah, as like, the fact that they managed to frame and execute like a filming schedule inside a park. Like, to me, it wasn't so much like they're running around shouting and they're going to get kicked out as just the yeah the amount but, of planning that it would have to take to to do this but it doesn't feel and like even if, if you look at a shot like there's this this isn't really much of a spoiler but the kid keeps wanting to go on buzz lightyear or whatever it is or, or i think the dad was going to take him on he's he wanted to go on buzz lightyear yeah buzz lightyear but they're, they're standing in line and like they're like oh we're sorry the ride is now closed and the guys like, and, and then the dad like turns around in line and starts walking away with the kid and he's like you got to be effing kidding me and the guy who was in line in front of him sort of looks back at him really weird and it's clear that the ride didn't actually close he just delivered the line and walked away and it's like yeah. things like that were where it do, it it just doesn't feel it do, didn't feel authentic and and I was I just wasn't impressed by the guerrilla filmmaking because they didn't do anything with it to me like it didn't feel like uh, anything like if if they could somehow I don't even want to say what I think they should have done because I don't I don't have an opinion on that I I just mean that it 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 didn't feel like they were actually using it to some sort of it it didn't think it like it didn't seem like it accomplished anything more than being a story outside of the context of the film to flavor your interpretation of the film like like yeah we did all this stuff for real how cool is that and it's like well it's not really that cool because i don't get what's so special about what you did with it i know but like if you look at it, some of these other movies uh, uh that are kind of in similar vein i mean saying that this movie is inauthentic i mean like every movie is inauthentic because it's all like you know they're all trying to trick you that it's real uh so for me like seeing them do green screen or whatever to match in backgrounds they shot to make them look like they're still in the park to me that's totally fine because they're at least incorporating everything and they're doing stuff that's at least like they're they're trying to like you know keep the image you know there like that that they are there like they're trying to keep everything intact at least and um, I mean, I feel like you when you see these movies like Borat or, uh, you know, any, any of the Sacha Baron Cohen stuff or, like, the Jackass movies uh, where they say, like, yeah, we use real people, but clearly most of it is staged. Like, I feel like th- those are, like, the same thing where you get kind of, like, a blend of 
real-life reactions and also staged reactions. Um, but, but I, and, I think, and those movies work completely fine as, as what they're trying to do. But, but that, that goes to my point, though. Like, wh- whether or not that – like, if you, watch the, if you watch the preview for Jackass's Bad Grandpa or whatever it's called. Yeah. Outside of the context of whether or not – like, it, when, when, when the girl – or when, when his grandson dressed as a girl is pole dancing and he <laughs> walks out and throws money on it and it cuts to people's reactions, the setup for that – in and of itself pays off. If that was a completely narrative film and there, it wasn't supposed to be real people in the audience, that's still funny and people are still going to laugh. It gets an added sense of, of funny when you're like, oh, those are real people who are like really weirded out right now. It makes it even more funny. But if you tell me all those people were, were just actors and it was completely faked, I don't. it doesn't take away from the funniness of it. But when somebody's standing in a line and... Uh, or, or even when they're in the uh, little German restaurant and he's like, no, I want to drink more. And they're sitting like up on a side balcony, sort of away from people. And he's supposed to be getting rowdy and making a scene, but you never see anybody else in the entire restaurant interact with them. It, it, it's like, well, what's the point of filming that in an actual restaurant? If like, if like, so if you watch this movie and nobody told you that this was shot against the wishes of disney and they snuck into the park and filmed it like i don't there's nothing in it that would make me go like holy crap dude how did they get away with doing this like it's it it, i don't know it it, does that make sense (laughs) i mean i i i think so but i you're acting you're operating on the premise that the only reason like the only good thing about this movie is the fact that it was against the wishes of Disney, you know, the story behind it. And to me, to me, filming on location, it isn't just about how daring it was. It's about the, the authenticity of the imagery that it showed. And and so you said there wasn't very much. I actually felt like there was a lot of it. I mean, to, to me, it really did feel like a day walking through you know, Disneyland for me, but world is very similar. And I thought all of the aspects you mentioned, like him being kind of far away, him occasionally the green screen showing that he's separate from the background. To me, like that added to the sort of claustrophobic nightmare that it was supposed to be. Um, yeah. You know, the whole, the detached aspect of it. Um, and, and so when I watched it, it, it wasn't, the same as in the vein of like a Sasha Baron Cohen movie, you know, with Borat, where a lot of the humor came from how did they get away with that? Like, to me, I I thought that filming on location made the imagery much stronger. And, you know, finding out how difficult it had to be to do that, you know, I mean, even aside from everything else, like aside from the fact that they could have gotten kicked out, even just the problem of like having a film schedule where you are going into a public place with handheld cameras every day and trying to plot out a movie i mean like that that's a pretty impressive feat uh, but i didn't think the movie rose and fell with it like i thought the imagery would have been striking regardless of how they actually got it um yeah, i i don't know, I, I, I so i i i do think that it it helped my opinion of it to know how much work went in. Like I was a little more forgiving of, of the lack of like a tight narrative. Uh, but yeah. I don't think, 
if that were the only thing it had going for it, then I wouldn't have enjoyed it. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, I'm on the fence because I respected it and I thought it was nice. It was nicely done and the imagery was really good. But my reason for thinking it fell short has very little to do with the authenticity of the story behind it. Well, it, it, it that that's not my only complaint because I think the story is really muddy and little like every you I think you can pull out any aspect like him following the girls uh the the issue with the princesses and what that could relate to and you can you can keep taking all these individual pieces like you know the rides being like demonic and coming alive or whatever the hell is going on there you can take any one of these pieces and you could have made a completely separate film just about that plot line and it doesn't pay off any of them by the end of the film it just feels like well, this would be weird, right? Well, this would be weird, right? This would be weird, right? Like, it's not its not just the authentic, authenticity of how the film was made that bothers me. It's just, for me, because the other stuff is so weak, all I have left to kind of hold on to is that, like, well, they made it in this really crazy way and stuff, but it's like when I look at the film, I don't see any of that on, like, I don't see the difficulty in it on the screen. Like, it's supposed to be a thing where, like, our main character is the only person noting, noticing what's going on, but anything he sees is blatantly happening. Like, there, there's not really a, there's not a sense of, like, the, the classic thing where, like, one person knows something's wrong and nobody else knows something's wrong. Like, this film has to take place only in the main character's head. There's no way any of this is really actually happening because it there i don't know just well yeah i mean that's what i got out of it mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't think that i mean it didn't feel like to me that oh these things are happening and everyone else should be noticing i was like no this guy is like this guy's having a crazy time um yeah it's almost like he's having a a trip without the drug of some kind but i i, I just felt like you know it's all it's all like you know like what steven said where he's trying he's like an adult and he's trying to like he's like on vacation trying to relax yet there's the pressure and the stress of like dealing with your kids and like the sensory overload of the park and just like the crowds it's all like crushing down on him in a way and like it's funny because like there is a sense like when you go to disneyland or any theme park where you're just like you know you get that sense and it was funny because especially yesterday when i saw like families yelling at each other and going like all right fine we're going back to the hotel and it's just making me laugh because you know seeing it in the context of this movie i mean there is like a there is a sincerity to that like there's a truth to that i think where you do see a lot of that and maybe you don't you don't really recognize it i was recognizing it more obviously after i'd see the movie but I feel like, you know, that's definitely an authentic thing for sure. Like, Well, th- that aspect is authentic, but that has nothing to do with the story of this film. That's just a but thing I, that a yeah, family but I mean, experiences when they're at a park when there's nothing crazy going on. But I totally think that it was all from the guy's point of view. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was informing the craziness was about, like, you know, the pressure and the stress of organized fun, right, of uh, yeah, the need to be having fun and to be entertaining everyone. And it was all brought on by, you know, the opening scenes where we see him, you know, on the phone, his first phone call. I don't know if I should say what his first phone call entails, but yes. 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I just wanted to, to go back to the to the idea of them filming there because I think the point was to film at Disneyland uh, or Disney World, both places, to get that imagery because I think that, you know, there was another, you know, layer of, of authenticity, at least to the to, to be at the parks because, uh, I mean, I don't think they're – their goal was to oh let's shoot something so crazy and try to get kicked out like i think that they were trying to be at least respectful in the sense that you know like we don't want to go to disney jail or something (laughs) uh like i i think that they were you know trying to be as low-key as possible and trying to do as much as they could while they were there and i mean i thought i thought all the all the you know the the melding of the two completely worked like i thought that added to like the whole surrealism of it all uh i mean it's it's kind of like uh in shutter island where there's that scene where dicaprio is talking to uh ted levine and he's on the the truck they're driving somewhere and the whole thing is shot like close-up of their faces and the background is all completely like old-timey green screen where they're just like clearly sitting stationary and like there's something moving behind them yeah like that and it looks fake as hell like it totally looks fake but like that moment is very creepy because not only is he talking to ted levine who's a creepy dude in and of himself when he's playing creepy dudes but i mean there's a there's an inherent creepiness to it because it's like of everything that's going on and the fact that it looks so fake it's just like adding and obviously if you know the ending to shutter island that is completely in line with what's going on but it just adds to that the kind of surrealistic nature and i mean it, it's intentional that way and i and i almost obviously this might maybe wasn't as intentional but i don't think it i don't think it hurts the film like i think it adds to the weirdness of it uh, part of the disconnect for me might just be because like you guys both read about the process behind what it took to make this and I listened to the people talk about what they did to do it and it doesn't translate to me like they they like they shot it over the course of like a long ass period of time they bought passes to the park so they could keep going back and they talked about how they had like recorders in their park in their pockets like you know a microphone on their shirt and going all the way down in their pockets just recording all day long so they could repeatedly do all these things like watching the film it feels like you could get this in one or two days at the park like we could any anything that's shot on one of the rides the three of us with our iphones could recreate that footage in one trip through it's a small world like there's no reason they would have to ride that 15 times yeah but i don't think it would look as good no it wouldn't it wouldn't look as good but i I don't think you're giving enough credit to how long it takes to frame a shot no yeah like i i it really like yes i agree that when viewing the movie it looks like they may have could have done it over the course of a weekend or something or a day maybe uh it does look like it could have been done very fast but having been on like just like trying to shoot you know like someone's like you know little short or whatever like it takes a long ass time and especially if you're in a location where you don't aren't allowed to be filming like i'm sure there was like much stress and uh the whole uh you know timing and getting everything together i'm sure that was like a real hassle like 
the fact that they were like you know texting people lines on their phones like to make it look like they're at least like you know talking to i don't know like it just just to make it not seem so obvious uh i don't know i feel like that was like a lot i i can see them you know definitely taking a lot of time to make this all right i don't know i just i i don't and that that's the problem for me i just can't I can't rationalize it in my head. Like, it's not... It's like if I told you that some movie that you think looks like crap was a $500 million budget, you'd be like, none of that is on the screen. Like, what the hell did they spend all the money on? It's like... Like, I, I get that it would take a lot, but I feel like if they wanted to recreate this movie again from new source footage, that they could do it in a weekend. I don't think that, but you're saying if they were given like access and everything, like if they were given permission to shoot there, or just no. No, I mean just if go, they were still going doing it guerrilla like, style. The, the only the only reason they couldn't do it, they would have to go to Disneyland, fly to Disney World, and then I think there was like multiple Disney parks that they went to. Uh, but yeah, they yeah. But I, I don't know. I just something about it. It just I don't know. I will give you a red camera, and you can go to Disneyland for a day, and I see if how much you can get away with. <laughs> I, I don't think you'd be able to. Like, I, 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 I really, cause, cause if you think about it, like they're on it's a small world, and there's people sitting behind them, and I feel like that the people sitting behind them have to be like people involved with the movie, cause obviously them shooting there, they would be like, what are you guys doing? Like, I, I just think like the getting it all together is just i mean it's it's a fucking hassle to get people together to shoot you know just like a, a stupid little short like to get everybody on the same page to get everybody on the same page for this movie at disneyland at, at a, like a gorilla style thing like but, but they're, they're... i just feel like that would be a headache like that would just be that's why like it it makes me appreciate this even more because it's like the fact that they got it done is just an accomplishment in and yeah. of itself. The fact I mean, that they made it into a, a whole movie is like, okay, that's like a whole other thing. Like, like, I remember recording things for uh, for White Saw, <laughs> for Carson. <laughs> <laughs> and how long it took to do, like, one scene where I walk in and deliver, like, a one-sentence line. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, like, and, I mean... And, you know, that, no offense to Carson, but that didn't feel like production-grade cinematography either. No, I mean that was literally me pointing a camera, not knowing what I was doing. Like I, I but the, that's that's like that's what I'm saying. Like to even get like the people involved in that little goofy, stupid movie. Like just to have someone, hey, can you stay after school for like 20 minutes? Ugh, fine, you know, like. But that, that, know, like, that's not a crew of people who are really interested in making this movie. That's a crew of people who are like young and who consider that 20 extra minutes of a drain on them like that's that's different than like hey we're all gonna make this movie gorilla style like obviously those people yeah but i feel yeah but i feel like uh, yeah i mean but i feel like that it's kind of the same idea where i mean nobody's there nobody's getting paid yeah like they're there because they want to do the movie but i mean and everyone everyone who comes together like but you still have to be all on the same page. Like it has to be like a well-oiled machine, especially if you're gonna pull off that stuff in a place where you're not allowed to shoot. Yeah, but a a, a wife bitching at her husband because he ignored her for two hours is it, like any other comedy that has come out in the last twenty years. They would just 
that would all be, you know, like off the cuff, like we're just gonna, you know, shoot this scene like five different ways and then we're good. Like it's not like they're, oh no, you you were supposed to say, uh, I was there and instead you said I was over there. Uh, can you do it again and not say the word over? Like it, there's, I don't know, it just. But I feel like a lot of this movie was unscripted in the fact that maybe they were, they were just shooting mass amounts of footage to at least have it accumulated, you know, to have at least a whole arsenal of footage to pull from and not just writing down a script and being like, okay, he's going to go to Space Mountain next. He's going to go to the Buzz Lightyear ride next. Like, but, they probably shot at a ton more locations, but then they just like kind of formed it based on the the narrative that they had. But but that, that lends more to my point. It feels like it was just formed from, uh, these are the shots we got. We'll use them as opposed to, like, we really wanted to communicate this and we worked really hard to get that. It's like, well, we'll just do everything, and then I'll piece together a narrative after the fact. And But, I mean, I, I feel like that they they did choose – because, like, uh, like, my girlfriend was saying, like, you know, why didn't they go on, like, Splash Mountain? Because there's, like, the crazy part where they're all tripping out on mushrooms or something. like Or it seems like it. You know, there's a lot of, like, weird imagery in that ride. I was like, but I think that they – the rides that they chose to go on were specific to like what happens at the end of the movie like i think that yes they went on the snow white ride because there is like that sort of like evil witch type of thing that happens later like i think they chose you know the rides based on or, or they at least you know decided to form it that way i don't know like i but i think there is definitely a conscious decision as to like what footage made it into the movie yeah yeah after it was filmed yeah, but I mean, like, come on, if you're going to make a, a gorilla-style movie at Disneyland, you might as well cover all your bases. Like, I feel like they probably, you know, got as much footage as they could in various locations. Well, I, I, I know that I'm not going to convince you and stuff. I just want to say one last comment. I, 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 know, I know that they had the red logo at the end of this film, but there was I, I know also for a fact that they weren't only shooting on red as they walked around the park because half the scenes ha I forget what the, what the term for it is but when you pan like a shitty digital camera it like the screen yeah. does that weird like bendy kind of movement where rolling, like the rolling shutter yeah, yeah yeah like and there's no way the red camera has that problem <laughs> <laughs> well i mean obviously they probably had other you know less expensive cameras to yeah. shoot with but like if if the only scenes that were shot on red were like, and I'm not saying they were, I'm just saying that you could still put that logo at the end of your movie if the only scenes shot on red are the ones that were not done in the park at all. So, for all we know, this was a bunch of GoPro cameras with lavalier mics and the to pocket recorders and all of the... Well, I can tell you, it looks a hell of a lot better than something like Getaway, which used all GoPro cameras and looked <laughs> like poop, so... Yeah, but that film's also shot, like, entirely in the dark, right? Yeah, but that movie also has an $18, $20 million budget, and this movie had, like, a $0 budget. I'm just saying, if you're outside and everything's well lit, the GoPro looks surprisingly good. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I, I just think that... I, I just, to me, like, I I know that I did some things gorilla on, like, the thesis movie I did, and I was shitting my pants. Like, I, and that was just, like, on the rooftop of some stupid apartment building. Like, I would be frightened to shoot this... At, at Disneyland where like you know some guy would be like are, 
ticker is going to haul you off to Disney jail or something. Like, who knows? <laughs> but, but also think about it this way. You standing on top of a, a building holding a camera pointing it at different places is way more suspicious than you standing in a crowd of 500,000 people that are all holding up iPhones and taking pictures of kids and I don't... filming their kids on the teacups and doing all sorts of stuff like that. But if I think it's definitely suspicious when you're on like the Dumbo ride in the Dumbo in front of the actors filming them, you know, from behind. Yeah. Regardless of if you have a GoPro camera or a red or whatever. But if you're like, if I, you're filming, if you're filming, obviously if you're on Dumbo, there are Dumbos in front of you. That that's just it. So if you're filming, there's no way to know for sure unless you're trying to put them in. If if like I don't remember if if the right if the if the ride is going counterclockwise and you are framing the elephant in front of you with the elephant itself all the way on the right side of the frame yes that looks suspicious but if they're in even the center or the leftmost part of the frame and you're holding your iphone horizontally then there's no like they are theoretically accidentally in your shot as you're trying to film the park like there's no yeah but like the fact that they got obviously a camera guy to somehow get in the Dumbo car in front of the actors in the Dumbo car behind them. Like, they had to obviously plan that out or request to be in those places. And then to shoot it, and it looks pretty good, but it looks like it's, like, on a tripod and stuff, like a mm -hmm. little mini one. Like, it doesn't look like some guy, you know, and it's shaking, and he's just kind of shooting it conspicuously. Like, it looks dead on like a, a real, like, steady cam shot. And, like, I guarantee you they did that at least, you know, a dozen times. Because I don't think they would just, like, all right, one Dumbo ride and we got it. Like, I mean. No, I, yeah, I know. I know, I know. Mean, they wrote it 900 times. But I'm saying that, like, nobody will think twice if uh, a guy, his brother, and his son are about to ride Dumbo. And the brother is going to be in the Dumbo behind them so that they can get a shot of the father and his daughter or his son riding the Like, they, you're, you're underestimating how many people walk around with cameras at Disneyland filming mm -hmm. their children or relatives or friends doing stupid stuff without they, anybody batting they, an eye. They do, yeah, they do, but they don't do it in the way that they did it in this movie, I don't think. Well, and, and I mean, just imagine a shooting schedule where you, you're trying to get the shot, right, and there's dialogue involved, and every time they botch it up, you have to go back in line and ride Dumbo again. <laughs> Well, <laughs> like, like just imagine like, if, if, you, if you've ever watched even like a crummy movie being filmed you've seen like how many takes it took to get something right uh and then if each one adds this whole layer of like setup and having to go back and wait again and get in there and get in the right car and frame everything it, it's pretty difficult but in, even if, regardless of all the difficulty, uh, the difficulty and everything, like the fact that this doesn't look like a home video movie, that is an accomplishment. Like that's why I said, like I think it's like a great independent feature, is because they basically did, you know, they did all this with like no money. Like I mean, at least when they were shooting. Like I, I think that most people who would attempt to do this, I don't, I don't know if it would come out the way that it's intended. Like I. I think yeah, like you could think it like that would be a cool idea, but I don't know how I'd pull it off. Like I, I just feel like the fact that it it does look like there is some money behind it, not very much, but you know, if you told me this movie was shot for five million dollars, I'd believe you. Like at least you know them, uh, like if they actually had like permits or whatever. 
um, like it, it does have like a, an, a, an aesthetic that's like very striking and it does feel like that it you know was shot with like I don't know like I, I don't know what I'm trying to say I'm just saying that just just you know that that whole like independent spirit of like yeah like look at what we pulled off with like you know little money that we had or whatever I mean I don't know you don't really see that a whole lot nowadays because there's so much access to you know to film technology that like anybody can pick up a camera and start shooting a movie and I feel like a lot of independent features end up looking the same because they all have that like digital like green look and none of them like really stand out as to like oh like yes this you know is something a lot different they used you know because everybody can like go into after effects and just be like all right we're done but to use it like in the way that they use it in this movie i mean it looks pretty legit like it it looks very good like they pulled it off like i like i said they used it to their advantage like it just doesn't seem like you know joe blow's movie that he did over the weekend but to chris it did i don't know no like i it looks pretty enough i just don't it doesn't look like enough of a technical achievement to make me go like to to overlook the fact that the movie wasn't compelling to me like it none of the narrative bits like anytime i was like oh holy crap if this is what's going on and then they just abandoned that story by the end of the film like it's there's no like there's no reason to have this set in disneyland other than to to prove that they did something like this technical achievement which to me doesn't pay off enough for me to get excited about them having made the movie so it's like i already like by the end of it the story i didn't appreciate so it's like okay well they did all this crazy stuff i'm like well i don't it wasn't crazy like it just it didn't work for me as like can you believe they really made this and it doesn't work for me on a like wow that story was interesting like if they if the plot was exactly identical to this and they just made up a theme park and it was all on sets and it wasn't supposed to be like it, it was like it was supposed to be uh, sarcastically a Disney-esque company, like the Misney Corporation, and they just built their own sets and everything was fake. Uh, even if it looked better than this, I still would have been like, that's not a good movie. I mean, I think there was like the right amount of weirdness and, uh, you know, put into this movie. Like, I, I don't think there was like an overkill and I don't think it was underused. Like, I... I I personally, yes, I will give you that the narrative is thin, obviously, but the resolution of this movie I thought was pretty cool. Like, I was on board with that. Like, I, I thought that, you know, the way it ended up was, uh, like, I was totally fine with that. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously I'm in between. Uh, like, I didn't think, I didn't think the film had a very clean point of view like like a very clear thing to say I, I mean it had like broad strokes of a feeling it was trying to convey but I don't know that it really took a feature length movie to do that uh, but I definitely respect the craft that it took to make it and I thought the imagery on its own was compelling enough to make it be worth a watch I just think it maybe would have made a more compelling half hour short than a full yeah. movie no, I, I agree with that. Like, if this was just a short about a guy's experience on one of the rides, like, it's a small world, like, 
that it would have worked for me. Um, but as the whole, what was created didn't. Okay. So should we just get get to our verdict then? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Sorry, too. Otherwise, we'll keep talking. We'll be like on the Dumbo ride. We'll just keep flying in circles. Um, all right. Well, let's go ahead and get into the verdict. Sorry for dragging you down that rabbit hole. But, Carson, if you're going to give this a must-see, a recommend with a caveat, a wait for a rental, a pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? Uh, I will give it a I will heartily give it a must see and I will put the blu-ray next to my copy of only God forgives so <laughs> there you go uh, this hand this movie really needed more hand chopping off <laughs> now if Ryan Gosling was in the lead then Chris would be on board oh yeah for sure yeah. <laughs> if he was the father if he was the father and the son <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> they Benjamin buttoned the son. Or Ryan yes. Gosling into the sun. He played all the characters. He was the wife. He was the French girls. Obviously. Well, that movie would have something to say then. <laughs> it would be like it would be like the clumps, but with Ryan Gosling. All right. Anyway, Stephen, same with you. Yeah. Uh, I've been trying to figure out what I'm going to give this. Um, I think. So so I have to. I'm positive about the way that it was filmed the visuals and I think a fan of like David Lynchy type things like someone who doesn't mind you know an absurd story without that much of a clear narrative behind it would appreciate it but at the same time it was definitely a flawed movie to me uh, so it doesn't even mean anything because it's already only on rental but I'm, I'm gonna say wait for rental yeah. I think it'll be interesting if you want to watch it. I don't think there's any reason to rush out and see it, and probably most of my friends will not enjoy it. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to give it a pass with a caveat, just because apparently a lot of people like this, at least from the standpoint of like the critical reception of it, and you two uh, at least appreciate it more than me. So I don't want to, even though I just spent like half an hour trying to just dissuade people <laughs> from watching it... Uh, <laughs> Uh, and you know, obviously, half an hour after the <laughs> you guys already talked, um, I don't want to force somebody to not see this because they might get something out of it that I didn't. But uh, um, yeah, I, I just it did not work for me in from a narrative standpoint or a production standpoint. And I agree, the visuals look awesome. Uh, what it did, it's a small world, blew my mind. Um, but. I don't know why it was made like it it's hard for me to see this as a, somebody having a real clear vision other than it as an accomplishment of really wanting to tell this story uh, so that is what I say so that's gonna bring us to the end of this review of uh, Escape from Tomorrow Carson if people want to find you throughout the week where, where can they do that uh, you can go to practicalcandy.wordpress.com and as like a mini aside uh, while Steven was giving his recommendation, I had this. I had a nostalgic thought. Uh, Steven, you remember that short you did for Hollings class that was in black and white? Yes, yes, I remember. Yes, that. <laughs> the one with the that bunny. made me. That this movie made me think of that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It was very. It was very David Lynchian. That's why I remember. <laughs> yeah, because I remember. I remember Randy was like, "Yeah, we're trying to go for like a David Lynch thing," and. Mr. That, Howling didn't know. He didn't know what be, he was talking about. That had to be all Randy's vision because I didn't know who David Lynch was back then. 
<laughs> it, it was pretty awesome. Cool. Well, uh, Steven, I wonder if that's I wonder if that's online somewhere. I it should be. Not 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 that I'm saying that it is, but I'm saying that it should be online. Like you should find it and put it online. Yes, yeah. Like Randy should upload it sometime. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask him about it. Cool. Where Stephen? Where uh, can people find you? If people want to find me, they can. I guess go to my Twitter, twittercom Miller. Where I'm, where I'm sure that you will be tweeting the link to that video once it's up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so if you want to see a video knowing nothing other than that Carson thought it was Lynchian. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even remember what it was called. Did it even have a title? You, or you was should it like, call the yeah, video. Yeah, there was a title. It, it was like super ambiguous though. Yeah, it involved a, it involved a bunny and I think yeah. the, guy killed him, <laughs> the guy killed himself at the end. Yeah. Oh, spoilers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I don't think you could spoil this movie. Yeah, yeah I mean, movie. I mean, short. You should just yeah. upload it with the with the tag uh, or with the name. Carson thinks this is Lynchian, mm. <laughs> and then people will know how to find it. <laughs> Chris, where can we find you? Uh, people can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com/slash ChristopherIRL, where I will be. Shooting and uploading my own guerrilla style video <laughs> <laughs> made it, it, it at Disneyland. Can made it ma- Magic note? Mountain. Huh? A, a side note that every time people say gorilla style, I imagine giant apes <laughs> at like, no. a, like a dance party or something. That that's actually what it's gonna do. So we're we're gonna sneak in um, uh, gorilla suits in our backpacks. Oh And yes. then uh, go on Tom Sawyer's Island and just film our own reenactment of planet of the apes <laughs> <laughs> except the apes will look a lot more realistic since we'll be in ape suits yes yeah. correct yes <laughs> they, they won't be ones and zeros and they'll be, they'll be real real suits and, and i will shoot it with the red cam because Car- carson's <laughs> going to give that to me to prove a point yeah <laughs> nice. and they'd be like oh i couldn't do it in a day yeah are you going to get me the scarlet or the epic uh, do we do the epic and you'll shoot it in a high frame rate? Yeah. I also want to. I want to do the the double epic rig with so I can do stereo. <laughs> yeah. I think it'll be pretty awesome, and it'll just be called Gorilla Style. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll be like the opening of two thousand one, but just like not as good. Yeah. Except <laughs> yes. Except in, instead of throwing a bone, we'll throw a Mickey sucker. <laughs> uh, and it'll turn. It'll no, dude. It'll be a. It'll be an emu leg. Yeah, yeah. Just like chomping on it. Oh, I'm sorry. Turkey leg. Turkey leg. Yeah, yeah. Would you Would you have bought it if you thought it was emu? Uh, I still would eat. I I mean, I think those are pretty disgusting. But like, if someone just bought one for me and was like, "Well, this is all the food you're gonna get today," I'd be like, "All right, I'll eat it." That and like a three meter uh, lemonade, right? Frozen lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I guess they're not three meters; they're one meter. <laughs> I actually think calling it uh, emu makes it more tasty sounding to me. It's less of <laughs> it's, it's less of something. It's less of something, something you eat every day. Something exotic about it. Yeah. You're like ooh. I actually I think that this film really should have been about is the main character learns that they are literally chopping off the legs of a turkey and throwing out the rest of the turkey and not doing anything with it, and that there's just this like landfill of turkey carcasses underneath of Disneyland. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> that's what I would have done. Anyways, right. shoot, well, don't you can spoil, shoot that in a day too. Yeah, don't don't spoil the ending of Gorilla Style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, the gorillas are just tearing legs off turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> that's their that's their sole job is to tear the legs off turkeys, and then they cook them and feed them to people, to customers. All right, well let's go ahead and wrap this up. So people can find us at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show. You can follow us at twittercom warning to figure out when the episodes go live. facebookcom warning if you want to like us there. Fans at thespoilerwarning.com if you want to send us an email or 760-575-4TSW, 760-575-4879 if you want to call and leave us a voicemail. Uh, thank you guys for joining me this week. Yes, it was very, I don't know, surreal. It was. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for having me. And it was Gorilla. And, and thanks the happiest for, place on the internet. <laughs> and <laughs> thanks for putting up with my uh, digression into my non-appreciation of this filmmaking and this film. Oh, no. It's, it's the audience that I'm curious about. Yes. Because yeah. we, we went down the rabbit hole. Yeah. I don't know if we came back out. Yeah. Sorry to the audience then. But, uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. If you're still with us. If you didn't, like, already unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> if, maybe they... In the time it took to review this, they they could have watched the whole movie in parallel, and it would be mm. just about done now. Yep. Maybe. There you go. Some sort of weird commentary. Cool. All right. Well. As you're watching. See you guys later. Bye. <laughs>